Welcome to Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast. I'm CB Drogi. This week, The First Sighting by J.M. Williams. It was a shark. That thing is like ten times my size and angry, Sparrow thought. And they want to bring it on the boat? Other fishermen yelled and grunted. Three of them hauled in the line to which the shark was unceremoniously hooked. The rest cleared the deck to make space for the load. Sparrow stood alone up on the quarterdeck, looking down into the thrashing water. The ship's captain came and put a hand on her shoulder. Ha! Huh. Have you never seen a shark before? he asked. Of course, she had heard about sharks, in the stories she had been told when she was young, but she had never seen one with her own eyes. She had only arrived at the ocean a week ago, after spending her entire life much further inland, surrounded by mountains and forests. The new scenery was refreshing. She wanted to get away from where she had been, from her past life. And she figured being out on the water was the furthest she could go. She had yet to regret the decision. The ocean continued to awe her with its size and beauty. Sailing was an adventure of discovery and danger. Sparrow could handle danger. She knew how to deal with dangerous men, with knives, stilettos, or even a rope in a pinch. As an assassin in the City of Magic, she had fought other killers and even wizards. She had survived arrow wounds and magical burns. But staring at the giant fish... She wasn't sure she knew how to fight something with that many teeth. They shined like pearls in the beast's massive jaws. This is what we do, the captain said in a fatherly tone, patting her on the back and pointing down to the deck. Just watch. The shark fought the fisherman's effort, whipping its tail through the sea. Its long tailfins slapped against the side of the ship, throwing waves of salty fluid onto the deck. Blood clouded the otherwise clear blue water, rolling out like a liquid fog. A couple more men grabbed the line as the beast struggled to break free. It was no use. Others worked a large net down into the water and hauled it up. The creature flopped frantically on the flat boards. It stared at the men, a wild group that must have looked to it like a coven of devils. The men used the net to bind the giant fish to the floor, using their own might to subdue its stubborn resistance. One of its large eyes caught Sparrow's. She could see its confusion, its fear. She had seen that look in the eyes of men many times before, but she had never felt such sympathy for those men as she now felt for this wondrous creature lying dispirited before her. Life on the ocean is kill or be killed, the captain said. The shark knows this. We know it. And I think you too understand that fundamental rule of life. Am I right? Sparrow stood silent, half transfixed by the scene and half reluctant to speak of her past. The first mate maneuvered around to the beast's head, raising a large curved sword into the air. Sparrow closed her eyes. She heard the thud of the strike, the silence of death. She smelt the salt of blood and seawater. She was filled with pity for the beautiful creature. It was the first time she had ever seen a shark. Now part of her hoped to never see another. Sparrow looked down at the corpse of the massive shark lying on the table. It reeked something terrible, 
and she worried how that stench would intensify once she cut it open. She was at the liminal stages of becoming a true fisherman, but she didn't know if she could see the transition through. As was to be expected, the older veterans had left her, the new girl, to do the dirty work. Her beginnings as an assassin hadn't been much different. Now she was expected to chop the fish into manageable bits and place them in sealed containers to be left in the sea to keep cool. Cutting and chopping she knew well, but not with such cold flesh as this. She grabbed a cleaver from its notch in the large cutting block. It felt heavy in her hand. She watched the light bounce off the polished metal, thinking of the other blades she had held in her life before. They had not been tools. They had been weapons of death and nothing more. Is it really such a bad thing to get a little dirty, if only so the children of the village can eat? But the smell was overpowering. She had grown up far from the sea. She had rarely eaten fish, let alone bathed in its particular aroma. Perhaps the discomfort in her nostrils was punishment for destroying such a wondrous creature. She found a moderately clean rag on a far shelf and tied it around her face. That solved one problem, but nothing was going to save her clothes. She finally gave in and took to her work, making a big mess of it. From behind, she could hear the laughter of the ship's old captain. The point of the apron is to prevent the blood from spraying all over the rest of the room, the old man chuckled. But I dare say it's the cleanest thing in here. Sparrow noticed that he walked around easily without holding his nose. Maybe you get used to the smell. Her experience had taught her you could get used to almost anything. She didn't know if she wanted to get used to this. The old man came to her and took the cleaver from her wet hands. He showed her where to slice, what to keep, and what little bits to discard. She was astonished by his patience. Feeling out of place was not easy. Seeming to sense her thoughts, the old captain smiled warmly and spoke. Don't worry. We'll make a fisherman out of you yet. It felt good to finally be clean. The smell of fish guts and the sea still covered her hands like an aura, but at least the blood was gone from between her fingers. Sparrow sat at a wooden table on the far end of the butchery. The windows were open wide, welcoming the salty night air in to drive out the stench of death. The pieces of the shark she had dissected were now far away, in metal bins sunk in the sea to keep the meat fresh. The room had been cleansed of all signs of the struggle of life, and was once again just a room, with wooden tables and carving knives that hung from the ceiling. Lost in thought, Sparrow twirled a fat butcher's knife in her hand, rotating it around the blunt tip that rested on the table. She looked at the blade carefully. It was fat and clumsy, not like the ones she had used in her previous life. She stopped her hand and stared into the shine of the blade. Gradually, in her mind, it changed shape into something more familiar, an assassin's stiletto. She had always been a hunter. What's the difference between man and beast? The men she had killed were far from perfect. They had been selfish, corrupt, even violent, but it had never been her choice. The shark did what it did because the invisible hand of instinct drove it. She knew what that felt like. Sparrow let the knife fall noisily to the table. She studied her hands. They would never be clean of blood, but maybe she could cover the scent of men with something more normal. Life was a bloody fight, no matter where you ended up. But at least now she was the one deciding what to kill and why. 
The ship's captain had said to her at their first meeting that many people come to the sea to get away from their past lives. It was a place for starting over. There was something in the water, something rough and yet pure. Maybe she could cleanse her spirit through a life of hard work, a life of some benefit to others. With one more glance around the room, Sparrow lifted her wary body off the chair and up the stairs to the room that held her bed. Her bed. It felt good to finally have a place of her own. The long day was over. When the sun rose tomorrow, she would be out on the sea still. This has been The First Sighting, written by J.M. Williams. Flash Fiction Podcast is supported by Manowaker Studios' patrons on Patreon, the voluntary pay-what-you-want subscription service. Patrons get perks like access to patron-only stories and behind-the-scenes info. Higher tiers grant a subscription to Manowaker Books, or even an honorary title within the studio. You can become a patron for only a dollar a month, and every patron is greatly appreciated. For more information, visit patreon.com slash manowaker. For more information about Manowaker Studios' other projects, including books and games, visit manowaker.com, which is also where you should go to learn more about the authors featured on this podcast or to get details about submitting a story. The Flash Fiction Podcast theme song is by Kevin McLeod. Manowaker Studios' director of Dice is Ben Baston. I'm C.B. Drogi. You can follow me on Twitter and Facebook at C.B.D.R.O.E.G.E. Thanks for listening.